All right. All right. Uh, thank you for uh, listening in. This is Cinema Buns. Uh, we've got our three people here. I'm uh, Ritter. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. Mike is on a second delay because he's remote. He's uh, remote telecommuting in because of Corona. I mean, he's a uh, yeah. He's actually from space. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> He's beaming in from a different planet, so the time difference is immense. I mean, totally. Totally immense. He, he, he's the astronaut that finally figured out what's going on on Earth, <laughs> and is just terrified to come back. How super for professional that uh, episode one is going to have all three people not here. I know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how it works. But, yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, honestly, with this episode, our goal is to just kind of introduce ourselves and kind of give a... Pr- give a a good baseline for what all our movie tastes are uh let's uh we'll start with kevin here who are you (laughs) oh god i didn't know that you're gonna (laughs) spring this up on me okay so i definitely did my homework and i definitely have notes written down um but in order to stall for time uh let's talk about our favorite movies first so how this is gonna work we're gonna talk about uh some of our three favorite movies and then we're gonna talk about some three pieces of shit garbage that are near and dear to our hearts. Um, so my favorite three uh, that I kind of feel right now is Pacific Rim, which I've always uh, loved since the beginning. So that's mm-hmm. uh, Pacific Rim Two, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though I got what I came for, I came for <laughs> giant robot fights against monsters, and I, you know, True. I still. Got... And then you got a three-minute scene where he talks about sprinkles in yeah, the kitchen. I, I was still able to nut, but uh, <laughs> no, there were more fights in Pacific Rim Resurgence more than the first one. But the first one is better made, and there was more care in it. But yeah, so my top True. three is Pacific Rim, um, and uh, because I uh, am a total tool. To, the next two are Academy Award winners for Best Movies, Ex Machina and Arrival. So, solid choices, though. Wow. <laughs> I, although, I was like, legitimately, I enjoyed these movies. So, so you wanted robot anime and then space anime. If you... That, if you, you and then robot anime. <laughs> so you know, your top three movies are just different genres of anime. <laughs> I was literally going to say, All if you action. dig hard enough, you can find you can like uh, find some sort of anime connection to all of them. Because it's the giant robots with Pacific Rim. Ex Machina is basically... Your waifu that whose smile you got to protect because who need real who needs real women when you got robot uh, Alicia Vikander right there who being... you protect and then leaves you in a basement to die <laughs> and you're like spoiler but is it, and, you're, and you're like please step on me um, oh, wow. and uh, and like isn't uh, Oscar Isaac basically like the ultimate um, anime protagonist Chad who like invents his own waifu because he doesn't need. Uh, human contact. I, I feel like he's he's got he's got several girls of different races, uh, like basically all all complex different forms of fleshlight. Um, and then his magnum opus, the ultimate life form, Shadow the Hedgehog. That is, um, what was even the character name of Alicia Vikander? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Robot. And then Arrival is probably my most intellectual one. I just like. Uh, inherently enjoy uh, like the entire concept of it and uh, how just like 
I enjoy when a movie is smarter than you. Well, the whole linguistics part of that movie was really well done, in my opinion. Like, I mean, it did a good job at making the language the main focus. Not just that they're aliens, but it's more of deciphering the language of someone who you have no reference for. And uh, so Arrival has, like, this kind of concept that I, like, absolutely adore, which is, like, um, uh, uh, this being of higher power coming to, like, either warn us or, uh, like, lead us on the right path. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you guys haven't seen Arrival, it's about these space aliens that can't uh, come down to Earth. And, like, their main purpose, uh, kind of spoilery, is to uh, make sure that we don't keep on the same path that we're on, where we're creating, like, this uh, mutually assured destruction um, and, like, overall war. And it's... If you were to watch this movie, uh, like, a year ago, when uh, China was about, was on the brink of starting World War III, um, Arrival, if you guys, if you guys remember... Um, Wait, was it China or was it Russia? It was China. No, I remember, it was, yeah, China in Arrival was about to start oh, World yeah, War III. Right. Um, and, and then China in real life was about to start World War III. And it was, it, it wasn't it uh, that they had their own linguistics experts, um kind of decipher just like inaccurately uh some of the messages that the aliens were giving out and they were saying like uh the aliens are gonna come kill us so we should fight back first and uh and a uh, lois lane uh <laughs> was uh, uh lois lane and hawkeye were like no they're talking about peace and uh trying to stop it um and with the power of talk no jutsu she was able to uh, talk to the Chinese prime minister in the future and the past <laughs> at the same time, yeah, uh, and uh, solve solve everything. Yeah, those those are Man. solid choices, though. I haven't I haven't solid. seen either of those two movies actually. That's crazy. Were you deployed at that time? Probably, yeah. Not deployed. But yeah, he I, was. Uh, By the way, go. Mike is a, also a superhero. When I say no, deployed, no. I mean uh, he was. He he was our resident was coconut warrior. He <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> for 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 uh, context. He was deployed to uh, Hawaii and that's, uh, that's yes, as a coconut warrior for the U.S. Army. <laughs> oh man, I had such a hard job. I was deployed in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah, but... yeah, I was, yeah, I was stationed in Hawaii. Oh my god, he was deployed to the banana to front fight, lines. fight all these insurgents while I'm building my PC and watching anime. <laughs> Um, <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> well, what about you, Mike? What's what's your top three? Oh man, I feel like I should go last because, uh, well, I don't not that uh, movie inclined. Well, obvi obviously, his top are. three is uh, Pokemon the movie two thousand, <laughs> uh, Pokemon Drashi Witchmaker, and uh, Pokemon I Choose You Pikachu, <laughs> where Pikachu speaks. But for some reason, speaks in English. There you go. And for some reason, it's much worse, and uh, it would have ruined Detective Pikachu until uh, Ryan Reynolds came uh, Ryan Reynolds came in <laughs> and uh, made that movie like much better than it was it I, had any right to be. I I needed Detective Pikachu to be PG thirteen just so they could have <laughs> Pikachu say fuck once. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Yes, the Pokemon, which is the children franchise, uh, is going to be PG-13. Okay, hold on. Drop you, a huge you, F -bomb okay, on. you say that. There was an episode where James had big tits. That didn't air in uh, the West. Actually, it did. 
but it got pulled very shortly after. Uh-huh. And then there was the one that for sure appeared in the West where Ash had a gun pointed at his face. I don't think that aired. I'm almost positive it aired. Okay. Because well, well, I, I, the I, one world is weird, man. Because like, I think the one that didn't air in the U.S. was the uh, Porygon episode that gave a bunch of Japanese kids seizures. It aired, but uh, the flashing lights were very, like, just mitigated, and they didn't flash as, oh. flash as hard. You know, like Incredibles 2, where... Uh, they turned down the gain. They, Incredibles, uh, like in Incredibles 2, it caused, not, I don't know if it caused all those seizures, but those, they had really strong fucking flashing lights. Um, and then, uh, they gave them, gave the theaters, like, an updated version with the flashing lights not as strong... So that people don't, like, just start writhing in the seats. Yeah, I mean, like, I know out of the three of us, I don't think any of us are photosensitive. But when I saw that movie and it got to that one part where the screen master was, or screen slaver. Was <laughs> screen slaver, yeah. which is a fucking amazing name for a children's villain. Right. When he was doing that flashing lights thing, even me in the theater was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you guys haven't seen Incredible, the original day one patch, day one without patch of Incredibles, uh, version 1.000. Um, you guys are not going to be able to experience at how fucking <laughs> rad it was. <laughs> fucking rad, dude. I watched the movie and I'm like, dude, that kid's into it. He's uh, freaking out in his seat. It's people watching oh. in the seats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Since uh, Mike needs some time to uh, finish his homework. Uh, well, it's not bad. It's just uh, since you guys, Take it know, you guys know like your, the movies a lot, I think it'd be better for you guys to say yours. That way when I start bringing mine in because... You guys both know, like, you've seen a lot more movies than I probably ever have in my lifetime. Again, I'm well, more of a... Well, in, our, in your defense, a, you were also a coconut warrior for about three years. I mean, that too. I, Why does coconut warrior sound so racist? I don't... <laughs> it, it, how it, is it, it racist? It just sounds... Ends. It just comes like, off as, like... Wait, how is it racist on three levels? Am, I, co- am I being I stupid? I am a coconut. <laughs> like, I am a coconut, first of all. Just as a person. I don't know. Wait, like that, is that a slur? It feels <laughs> Wait, like a slur. Okay, the way like, you say it. Fucking coconut warriors. <laughs> okay. You fucking cookies, get Mike, out of my country. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike, I don't know why, but the way you said that immediately made it racist to me. <laughs> Just, I am a I coconut. It's like, Mike, you're being racist to yourself now. But that's what I'm saying, though. Oh, like, shit. That's what, I, that's what I would use as an example to, like, have people understand where I come from. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, fine. I'll stop. It's but fine. It's all right, funny. my so my top three. I mine range pretty far. I would say I I wouldn't say any of them are above the other ones just because it's hard to choose that. But one of them is definitely the black and white version of Twelve Angry Men. I just I really love the way that movie just explored like human emotion and the way that like. People are quick to make decisions if it suits them more, but it took one person with, like, the moral fortitude to be like, we can't just sentence this kid to, like, life in prison just because we mm. want to go have lunch. No, that's definitely <laughs> like, Is that what the movie's about? Yeah, yeah, literally the movie's about a jury of 12 guys who oh, okay. are, like, the you jury for a murder home. trial. Yeah. Yeah, and literally that's the whole thing. Everyone wants to go home. They're like, well, it's open and shut. Let's just say guilty and get out of here. And one yeah. guy's like, no, it doesn't all make sense. We have to all make sure we know for a fact we're going to... 
Because we're basically killing this kid. Yeah. Even if he doesn't die, he's losing his entire life Is that with this thing decision. That, uh, pe- uh, children that are not uh, of. I think he was like eighteen get... in the movie. Okay. Yeah. He was he was old enough. So he to could be old like, enough to get the death penalty. Not, adult, basically. If, I I couldn't I can't remember if it was a death penalty or just life in prison. Either I way, it was uh-huh. life in it's prison like or something like that. Yeah, like you're basically throwing away his bad. life regardless. Exactly. So I I that movie and I remember the first time I watched that movie was in social studies and like <laughs> my freshman year of high school uh-huh. and I watched Dang. it. And I'm like. Holy shit, this was good. And then I just you remember... your third eye. Yeah, my, my Cinna eye opened up. And then, like, some other kids were like, that movie was okay. And I'm like, you're idiots. <laughs> you don't understand the complexities you of pleb. a jury-led trial. You're not... It's not stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> as I cried into my books as I ran out of the room. Um, one of my other ones is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. All-time favorite horror movie in general. I don't and do I, horror movies, I, so I don't know anything about that one. It's it's not much of a horror... Actually, it is a horror movie. It's a, yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? If you lived in the 70s, it was a horror movie, but like if, well, you, thing, if you live now, I think... like uh, It's just, more of a thriller. It's you're desensitized to it, because like people who watch The Exorcist now are going to be like, mm-hmm. oh man, that kid's fucking red. <laughs> uh, but, Dude, she had so much pea soup! <laughs> uh, but like, oh god. Uh, but, if, but in the 70s, The Exorcist fucking like, made... Uh, a lot of people run out of theaters and go crazy because yeah. like, nothing was ever that like visceral mentally yeah. before. Well, what's interesting is the thing bombed when it first came out. I, I think because, I, yeah, I remember that. Because it, yeah, yeah, it either came out the same weekend or the weekend mm-hmm. after E.T. did. So oh, everyone was like, oh, aliens are cool. And then when this movie comes out saying aliens can be scary, everyone went, no, you're stupid. No, and just ignored don't. it. But then once it hit, like, VHS and DVD, that's where it really picked up steam. And what I love... Yeah, yeah, what I love about it is that it's all practical effects. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at the time, that's not out of the norm. Pretty much the only thing you could do were practical effects because just CGI wasn't a thing yet to the degree it is now. Yeah, (laughs) but even then, like, the practical effects they did in that movie were were really well done. And... Mm-hmm. It wasn't even just that, like, the body horror, the monster horror of it. It was also, it delves into the psychology of people where you know you can't trust everyone because someone is this creature. How very apt today. Yeah. So, so it causes... So <laughs> Are it, you the thing? <laughs> I am the corona. <laughs> no, but it, ca- it basically dealt... It, it's almost a comment on, um, on the Red Scare. Because, yeah. like, you don't know who's a communist, or in this, you don't know who's the alien. So everyone's accusing each other and distrusting of each other mm-hmm. to the point where no one is acting sane anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the ending, I won't spoil it because I really want everyone, to, mm-hmm. if you are listening, to go see it. But the ending is so well done and it's earned. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't end how most movies do now, which is why I appreciate it so much. Um, are you part of the camp that enjoyed uh, 2011's The Thing? With uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth. I was disappointed by it. I don't think I vehemently hate it as much as a lot of people do. So you don't consider it as like a supplemental piece? like Definitely not. I think they're two completely different movies with two completely different, like, just, I guess tones would be the thing. Because, I mean, they both share a similar story, 
But in my opinion, the CGI, at least in that one, kind of takes away from the fear mm-hmm. in it. Because okay. in the original, in John Carpenter's one, you see them turn into like these creatures. Like you see their flesh peel back. Yeah, you it's see total American werewolf. Yeah, it's <laughs> like. It's hardcore, so, like, you can feel the terror that these guys are seeing when their friend's face just opens up into a big mouth. I think I... One of the shots I remember is, like, a head coming down, but it's all silhouetted and backlit. It's all just darky... Dark? Did I say darky? <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> fine, it's, all, it's, it's all dark. <laughs> um, and you don't see a clear picture or image of, like, the thing... Um, and I, I feel like that probably adds a lot to the mystery and like the horror yeah. of it is like if the camera is not pointing directly at your movie monster and it's uh, well crafted and like there's a sense of mystery to it then because uh, like a, a lot of people say your mind can create scarier things than what any person can. Yeah. So like that's kind of part of it. Like uh, part of you doesn't know what the thing looks like. So you imagine possibly the worst. And um it kind of reminds me of how a good chunk of A Quiet Place uh, was, yeah. like, um, much scarier up until they showed what the alien monsters look like. Because then you're like, eh, 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 yeah. eh. It was better when all I saw was a first-person camera yeah. coming to take your children. <laughs> coming like a freight train. Yeah. I mean, like, you're all braver than I Did I hear pin drop? Uh... I don't do horror movies at all. Like, I have to be there with someone to watch. I can't watch those things alone. Mike's the type of person to bring a lady, a lady friend <laughs> And to then a he's movie. the one that clings to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, that's his motivation to watch a scary movie. He wants someone there yeah. so he can, you know... I need someone to comfort me. I need <laughs> someone to help me. Um, Weirdly but enough, no, I, I think did that for a date once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my What'd you say? It's like, uh, I can't fight demons, so, like, real life I'm fine with. I'm perfectly fine with real life. Like, I'll go Jason, anywhere Jason, I can kick his life, ass. Like, Freddy, fuck you. But, like, now, when how it comes is your pickup like, line? I can't fight demons, but with help I can. Wanna watch, wanna watch Freddy versus Jason with me? <laughs> <laughs> wanna watch, uh, Goosebumps starring Jack Black with me? <laughs> Well, well, no, just for the like, I don't know t- what it is. Like, fake, like, you know, the horror series in general, I just, I just can't do. I don't do well, but, like, I don't, real life doesn't necessarily scare me as much, so it's, I'm fine with that, so I'm, I'm weird in that I aspect. mean, I could see, I could see that, like, rationale, too, because I know people who are like that. Like, if it's something that they could conceivably fight, then they're fine. Mm. But if it's something that, like, is shown that they will have no power to deal with, yeah. then they're not into it. It's kind of uh, like how like, I don't deal um, with spirits. Like, uh, I don't believe in them, <laughs> but I've never actually interacted with one. Um, nor do I want to try to tempt fate. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I just haven't like, met a good I one. With them. I don't believe don't in ghosts, me, but I believe good. that something's out there. <laughs> well, it's, I'm going to say my last one just real quick. It's kind mm. of a cheat. It's I kind of cheated on this one just because it's so hard. I'm just going to say the... The, yeah, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> like, hey, man, you count as one movie okay. because everyone watches them in a marathon, which means that it's a 12-hour movie. Exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah, that's what I do. But the thing is, like, each movie has its own reason for being good, and it's hard to say that one's better than the other for any specific reason. Like, oh, exactly. you could say, like, Return of the King's better because it's got more fight scenes, but it's like, yeah, but Fellowship of the Ring and... Fellowship of the Ring isn't meant for all yeah. the fight scenes. It's meant for character building yeah, and showing I mean, you the innocence. Showing of, you the world. 
Yeah. Just, just a quick segue into that, just real quick. Like, can we all agree that Sam's the protagonist? He's the true hero. <laughs> Sam Sam should have won best girl in anime. <laughs> he was Crunchyroll's best girl of uh, 20, 2003. 2001. 2001. That's, okay. that's when the first movie came out. Only reason well, I... No, his best girl qualities didn't come out until like uh, Return and Two Towers, I don't think. I think he's just... They for, were... he, he steals a show every single scene he's in. I don't care. Which movie is the one where... Um, uh, Frodo, Frodo and is... Sam look lovingly into each other's eyes because that's every movie. That's every movie. <laughs> that's no, every but movie. Uh, the one. Uh, so the scene where Frodo is now uh, wrapped in the coziest of webs. Oh yeah. Um, and oh, Sam... that's uh, that's that's Return, right? I feel like that's near that's, the end. I think that's the Twin Towers, actually. That's. Oh no! Cause two towers, my twin towers. Oh my god! Also, never forget, we miss you, we miss you, twin towers. Someone says two thousand one, and that's the first thing. Yeah, Mike is super edgy, just so the audience knows. Yeah, so many nine eleven jokes. That that was two towers though, where like he unwraps them, but it isn't until I don't think it's until Return of the King that he saves them though. God, okay. Because so, yeah, remember he, when he first unwraps him, he thinks Frodo is dead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. He finds out Frodo is alive when the when the goblins come and grab mm-hmm. him. And then... Yeah, so Sam has been, uh, like, basically surviving on his own for half of a movie and all the years in between because you as the viewer are like, oh my god, Sam is alone in Mordor right now. Yeah. My poor baby boy. We gotta go rescue him. All right, Mike. You got... You gotta tell us your three. Okay, well, since you've already said it too, like, Lord of the Rings series is probably, like... <laughs> that's his top three. That's, easy, like, <laughs> that's one of my top One, threes. two, three. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is one of my top three. Um, I think the best thing I could take away from that is um, when Sam gives uh, Frodo the ring back. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting yeah, choked up. Power. Both literally and physically. <laughs> And mentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's an emotional when, scene. When Sam what? gives back one for all. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> no, because, like, when you think about it, it's him and I think, like, Tom Bombadil, if you read the books, uh, that gives the ring that I, like... As a movie viewer, the- I don't know who Tom Bombadil is. But as a yeah. video game player, I do know who Tom Bombadil <laughs> yeah, is. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. he's, like, one of the, like, I think, like, three people to, like, have, like, the ring had no power over. Yeah, I, I think I remember was... the movie Sam was, like, succumbing to the ring, so it did have power over it. No, Sam no, wasn't, like, succumbing to it. He just didn't care for it. The thing, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that hobbits in the movies are naturally, like, resistant to it. Okay. However, no matter who you are, the longer you're exposed to it, the more power it has over you. Okay. Yeah. I guess, like, uh, thinking about it, um, Frodo didn't really, like, succumb to it as quickly as, like, men uh, or other characters. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, he was, holding on to, he was holding on to it for, like, a while, and then it wasn't until, um, like, a good chunk of the f- first movie was done or something, mm-hmm. or, like, halfway through. And it, cause, well, even that, the first movie, the only time he started succumbing to it was when a ring wraith was literally next to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And started, like, fucking with him. And yeah, I was like, I gotta stick my finger in it. <laughs> I gotta get this ring <laughs> but uh alright Mike what's your next one uh my next one would probably be the Star Wars series 
the I, five, five, I mean, four, four, five, and six. One through nine. Like the last three that came that, out. Like we're specifically gonna ignore the last three and just kind of move that to the so, side. So you're saying every Star Wars movie except for the the current trilogy? Exactly. The sequel trilogy. So you're saying that the Chris so you the Ewok George Christmas Lucas <laughs> for episode one I'm and sorry, two? What? <laughs> and possibly you've you've forgiven George Lucas for episode one, two, and parts of three. I actually liked those first three. Okay. Like. Um, mostly now, I was, was this because you were six years first. old when uh, episode that's one why. came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that, that's definitely like, don't get me wrong. Four, five, and six, absolutely the best. But like, I okay. still enjoyed one, two, and three. Like, I for me, it was a, it was the best way to see Jedi in their prime and seeing Jedi fight scenes and stuff like that in their prime. Okay. You know what Why I'm saying? Dumb glow stick fights. Yeah, like, it, yeah totally. It, like, it built that area of like the jedi order in its prime like real use of the force you know what i will say this like episodes one and two i could go without but it three was solid i think three was solid most pretty much the whole time but my thing is is that i will forgive george lucas for those three (laughs) because it gave us gennady tartakovsky's clone war series uh-huh. And then True. it gave us the current Clone Wars series, uh-huh. and they're both bangers. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, and Rob is going to ignore awesome. Rebels, I guess. And then we're doing <laughs> The Mandalorian too. I don't know, I haven't seen, which I haven't I seen Rebels. Watch, but I'm already liking the first episode. Man- Mandalorian is solid. Watch, uh, just watch uh, the helicopter Sith double-ended Sith blades, and then you're like, I gotta watch Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rogue these, uh, One was Sith really good too. I yeah, really like I... Rogue One. Darth Vader stole See, the end, of, my... like stole the stole the movie away. But I mean, like it was good. Oh, you're also not excluding Solo, a Star Wars story, too. Okay, so yeah. here's I like, what I, I like okay. the Solo lot... movie. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like a what I people... wanted, but it wasn't bad. A lot of people hate Rogue One, but then they like Solo, and that doesn't make sense to me. Mm, I thought I Solo was like kind of garbage, uh-huh. in my opinion. Like. Amelia Clark's character didn't need to be there. For mm-hmm. some reason, by the way, spoilers on this, they just added Darth Maul in there because they could. Don't know why, yeah. but they did it. And it, it was just so odd. And I'll, I like the high scene was cool, but outside of that, I didn't like Solo. But with Rogue One, I liked the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Even like, though a I lot of people just hated it. One. Uh, Rogue One feels like um, it's still a sequel trilogy movie um, created by uh, Disney, but it still has a lot of flavors of prequel trilogy. I could um, see that. And, yeah. like, you know, in terms of, like, the scale of the battles and how everything's just uh, boom and pop and fighting yeah. and people yelling at each other. Yeah. But it still has, like, kind of the polish of Disney movies. Because, like, I... Because, like, um, say what you will with how... Uh, current star wars is like i feel like this is the best looking star wars oh yeah Um, absolutely i could probably argue that there's a there's some things i miss about um like the original trilogy's uh practical effects and everything Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they still included practical elements in the sequel trilogy especially with like yoda and some of the aliens 
Um, and they still incorporated the CGI effects and uh, updated versions of like backgrounds and worlds mm -hmm. that the prequel tried to do because in the prequel you could just see all of the blue screen and <laughs> yeah. everyone just sitting in a cold room on shot, reverse shot, uh, just <laughs> mm -hmm. having conversations with each other. Um, not enough uh, budget in the prop department to build a room, so they just put a couch and then just blue screen everything else around all the actors. Even the couch was blue screen. <laughs> no, I yeah. yeah. Hayden Christensen is just uh, doing a squat on an invisible chair. Well, and the thing is, I don't think anyone had an issue with visuals with these new ones. It was mostly yeah. writing. It yeah. was definitely and the writing. Absolutely the writing for the last three. Um, Say what yeah. you will about the hyperspace ramming in uh, Last oh, Jedi. <laughs> it's like a beautiful picture to me. I like. I could. I could get that yeah. as a wallpaper. Hundred percent. It, 100%. it okay, breaks a lot that, of yeah. the worlds by doing by introducing that. But it's also a thing that like I thought of like uh, when or like a lot of people have thought of like why don't people just like uh, light speed ram into like these vehicles during space battles like one thing i've also thought of is that whenever somewhat two uh lightsaber duelists are in a lightsaber crash uh clash why doesn't one of them just turn theirs off and then turn it back on and then have their saber pass through the other one so and then mm -hmm. just slice through okay we can go on this for like the whole oh, yeah episode. We, need, we need to keep going very okay. very soon <laughs> Yeah, you're um, on your second movie, which is a cheat. All right. Yeah. What's your? <laughs> wait. Also, you're in, you're by saying uh, excluding uh, seven, eight, nine. You're also including um, the Christmas special, the Christmas special, and I'm Star Wars uh, Clone Wars, which is the movie that introduced Ahsoka Tano and bridged the Tartakovsky animated series and the That's Clone true. Wars animated series. I actually like the second one. Thank you very much. I actually no, really not like Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, which is a 3D movie. That they oh, pushed God. out into theaters. The introduction I, of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that, that was a movie. I remember I was so hyped to see it. I took my dad. We watched it, and I'm like, "Oh, it was okay." And my dad's like, "Eh." <laughs> like my I, dad wish he didn't see it. I don't but think my, I saw that like, one. We gotta actually. go to your next so movie, the, man. Okay, yeah. So next movie, uh, I would actually say the Matrix series. Just everything so all about your picks are cheats. I told you, like. <laughs> I liked the whole, like, I like the world fair, that though. they all built. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, lore and, like, background stuff. Opening that you don't your third really eye and, until, uh, you know, just, not believing everything in scenes. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get it. So, this, despite enlisting, he's the biggest government rebel. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I agree with him. Like, I like movies that, like, you feel like there's more you can sink your teeth into exactly. outside of just the surface <laughs> Half of your show. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, world and movie yeah. is good when you want to go read the Wikipedia article. Exactly. About That's the exactly world. what I'm saying. I want to go to like... Matrixpedia to to read all this. Just like I frequent Wikipedia whenever I want to refresher on like no, certain I was uh, aspects of the Star Wars so universe. deep in the Matrix lore at one point in my life. Like I'd buy all the Matrix games. I bought like okay all the movies. The got the digital deluxe at one point. Oh man, it was. Now hold on, did my... you see Animatrix? Yes, I have. That one was that. That was that was such a like. I felt like I I've never done drugs, but I felt like if yeah. I took acid, that's what <laughs> it would feel like. Dream is all it is. <laughs> Yeah. I think I've only heard about it in Whispers. I've never actually seen Animatrix. <laughs> I've heard it in the shadows. <laughs> it's, it's something, I'll in tell you what. the deep, dark webs they've talked about. Like, Animatrix. It, it, it definitely builds more of the world 
absolutely like builds more of the world like you got these secret like obviously you know about the agents already and stuff like that but they got other agents that are just meant for cleanup and like if there's an error in the matrix like a little like mm-hmm. spot area like a glitch or something like that they have these people go in to basically fix it <laughs> it's just hilarious yeah like that's so interesting like how they do that like they know that it's a computer so they have things in place to go fix those things like they have like like programmers they in all a sense look like that just Hugo go Weaving in huh? in Animatrix. No, in Animatrix, I mean they kind of did, but they were more like they had like chiseled jaws. So yeah. like Hugo Weaving. <laughs> okay, exactly. fair. I don't know. I don't. Not Hugo Weaving doesn't have much of a jaw. But Excuse, yeah, like, tell that to Elrond. <laughs> uh, he was he was a lot of cheek and chiseling in his like mm-hmm. cheeks. Fair. That's okay. how I remember Elrond. We need to go to the second part of this. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, Kevin, right. top three uh, trash movies that are near and dear to your heart. Yep, I definitely prepared this beforehand and not while we were talking. Alright, so, um, this is where actually uh, a lot of conversation can happen, because uh, I feel like some of these movies uh, we won't know about, you guys mm. don't know about. Um, however, let, let's start with Trying. one that uh, at least I know Ritter does, uh, Tusk. Ooh, Tusk! All I right. loved okay, it. That one All right, I don't so, know. so Tusk is um, part of the Yoga Horser cinematic universe. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I hate Yoga Okay. <laughs> All right, so all you Kevin Smith stands, uh, I agree with half of him, and then half of, uh, and then like half of the other part can go fuck itself. <laughs> I love Tusk. No one liked Tusk. I hate Yoga Hosers. A good chunk of people probably like yoga hosers, but who, like who, who, who likes yoga hosers? Because uh, like, okay, so Tusk, um, uh, Mike, uh, huh. since you didn't see it, so it's uh, Justin Long um, meets this uh, man because uh, like they were vacationing in like. Europe or something? No, they were... No, he went, went to go interview this guy. Okay, so yeah, so he work, He works on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so he was gonna uh, interview this guy out in Canada, um, and that's where you meet uh, Johnny Depp's daughter and... Uh, Kevin uh, Smith's Yeah, you daughter. meet Harley Quinn and Lily Rose, um, and that's mm-hmm. where they introduced um, the yoga hosers. Um, but uh, Justin Long meets this guy, and this guy is like super nuts, who loves walruses, and uh, bing, bang, boom, he turns Justin Long into a walrus. Um, and not in like some sort of mind meld, uh, changes DNA type of thing, in that uh, part of it was hypnotizing him and torturing him until he felt like he was a walrus and thought he was a walrus. And the other half was sewing meats and skin and parts of a walrus onto his actual <laughs> human body. And also performing surgery on him so that he doesn't have legs and that he can fit into the walrus meat suit. Yeah. And it fucking looks horrifying because Kevin Smith doesn't have a CGI budget and he loves practical effects. So just imagine a practical uh, person inside a... A meat walrus. A meat walrus. And like, uh, it's super bonkers. Um, A lot of fun. Uh, Saw it with some friends. Ritter being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were the only ones in the theater because no one wants to watch garbage. Uh, and they, they made better decisions in where they wanted to spend their money. Um, so we were the, me and some friends were the only ones watching Tusk and we were fucking howling at the screen and just like going and just yelling. Because if you, because fir- the first time you watch this movie, 
Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're supposed to laugh or not. But then when you watch it a second time, you know you're supposed to laugh. I mean, like, honestly, if I uh, realized that I was watching a Kevin Smith movie, I would have understand the tone uh, much quicker. But, uh, you know, by the time Johnny Depp rolls around and he's trying to speak in a French Francophone, French-Canadian accent, uh, then you realize what you're going into. But That, that sounds about right. Yeah. Tusk, Tusk is a treat. Um... Which kind of reminds me of uh, the art of self defense, which is not oh in my, my list of top three. But art of self defense is really awkward in the same and like very funny in the same vein as uh, Tusk is. Is like, but art of self defense, I think, is crafted better. It's that movie, I would say it's written better. That you movie can is tell so art of self defense. Yeah, Art of Self-Defense has to have been a pet project. Uh That has to have been someone's, like, passion, and they're just like, I'm gonna make this. And they made it. No one saw the movie. (laughs) No one knows what it is. And like like Tusk, Tusk, Ritter, Mike, and I watched it by ourselves in the theater, (laughs) in an empty theater. No, no, there were two other people in there with us. No, I was there because we were yelling at the screen. Oh, no, that's right. It was just us. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> we were, we were yelling back. at the screen and heckling it and just having a blast. Wait, um, I thought but... both, I think those two people left. The, oh yeah, there were left. two people in there, and then they <laughs> left like ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, um, if you if you like dry humor and uh, just uh, an American's attempt at it, because and British heavy is... satire. Uh, oh my yeah. god, and uh, dry god. humor. The uh, humor's so dry. Yeah. Uh, but it's so good. Um, it, yeah, it it's is. very much like an upgraded, I don't know, upgraded is the right word. It's a, it's a grown-up version of probably Napoleon Dynamite, Art of Self-Defense. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because it's like, it's, it's everyone acts the same way that they do in, like, Napoleon Dynamite, I feel like. Um, but, uh, things are crazier in Art of Self-Defense. Yeah. Because, like, in, in, you know, like, and in, in the, what I'm talking about is just, like, everyone being dry and quiet and just saying weird shit in a flat monotone voice yeah. and mm-hmm. you know playing and meeting it man and and, <laughs> and meeting it yeah um but yeah so art of self-defense not in my top three but if i was allowed to do a four i'd probably put that in there um one that just like pacific rim means a lot to me in my heart is last flight of the champion which is one of the most uh, outrageous things I've ever seen released in a theater because I'm surprised it got released in a theater. Now, wasn't that just done by some Arizona like film student? I don't know if it's Arizona-based, but it's. I assume it's more than one person. There has to be an ensemble to create an animated feature. Now, everyone talks about Norma the North as being the worst uh, CGI animated movie ever. You haven't seen Last Flight of the Champion. <laughs> you haven't seen Last Flight of the Champion. So, uh, it's outrageous. This movie came out in uh, 2013, 2014? I think it was 2014. Yeah, 2014. Okay. Had a theater run, um, and... Uh, all you have to do is just watch the trailer, but uh, was just it near the end of twenty fourteen? Uh, I, I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I want to say just wanna... just to update everyone listening. All three of us worked at a local movie theater chain. I think combined, we all have roughly like twenty years of 
like <laughs> theater experience. And literally this movie, their poster for it, they had to cut and tape together because there wasn't any marketing for it. Oh we God. had it for one weekend and it came and it came in on a flash drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, uh, Last Fight of the Champion, uh, if, uh, you guys want to watch a trailer for it, uh, it's PS1 graphics, I would say, and it's very student film-like in that, like, uh, the, the animations are terrible, everyone looks like shit, uh, the writing's bad, uh, the plot's bad. Um, technical aspects of it, there are people T-posing in the background and slip, slipping and skating and sliding along <laughs> because you can't be fucking bothered to do walk animations for yeah. extras. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that movie came out in 2014. This isn't the 90s CGI Scorpion King movie. By the way, movie. you can rent it on Amazon. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, if you want to... If you want to spend money, I want this company to uh, to continue making movies, even though I haven't heard from them in six years. Um, they also had an original song uh, it uh, that plays during the credits and I think during the trailer, but that was something they really advertised. It's like I feel like it's probably some local rock band that they were able to get a track for. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Last Flight of the Champion. Um, I didn't even talk about what the plot was, but it's like... <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need fucking... to. You have to see it. <laughs> um, the to-do list is a movie that I also saw. <laughs> I Okay, so Tusk, to-do list, and Last Fight of the Champion, Art of Self-Defense, these were all movies either myself was by my, was uh, alone in a theater. <laughs> myself or... was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, and I was in a theater by ourselves, or it was me and some friends. Um, to-do list was legitimately by myself, and it didn't start out that way because there were people in that auditorium with me, but after 20 or so minutes, they all left one by one. <laughs> Which one was to-do list? The to-do list stars Aubrey Plaza, um, and the plot synopsis of it is she's in the senior year of her high school, um, and... Uh, she wants. She's a nerdy girl. I'm doing air quotes right now uh, for you guys listening. Oh uh, she's a nerdy girl and super ugly. Um, and she, you know, is pressured to accomplish these tasks before she enters college. You know, uh, so like that's what the do list is. Is basically like lose your virginity, give a hand job, and uh, like go on a first date or whatever. This is one of the like I I'm. I'm of the old guard. Like I've seen of the old guard. Dark shit, dark shit on the internet that's made you cringe. Um, uh, vegan vaginas, windmills, and uh, <laughs> goatsies. But to do list made me cover this cover like a portion of the screen with my hand because I could not take it. Um, and basically, Aubrey Plaza is trying to get her to-do list done, which is like weird shit, like giving a hand job uh, in a movie theater, which, uh, because she's like inexperienced and nerdy, involves uh, getting popcorn, uh, a popcorn bag with a hole in it so that uh, his date can put his dick in it. But she was told that you need lube too, so she put butter on the popcorn. Oh. It was just fucking like, giving a hand job, threw the popcorn in the bag, uh, there's a scene where she's giving Andy Samberg a blowjob at a park shower, and it's so fucking messy, and it's, like, the most awkward thing. Even Aubrey Plaza, like, masturbating on a bed 
um, with an overhead shot, like every that's something everyone dreams of. Everyone like <laughs> yes, everyone it's, no. It's like is is like everyone wanted to bang Aubrey Plaza when she showed up on Parks and Rec and like basically everything she does because she's always like a hot girl and whatever. But like God, it, 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 she found a way to make that awkward and disgusting. Granted, that is her special. <laughs> it is her. It's her quirk. Yes. Um, but yeah, she, she knocked it out of the park, uh, with like how awkward and cringy this movie is. Um, but yeah, that one, I eventually was the last man standing. I won the Hunger Games. Um, I was the last one in that theater to finish the movie. Um, and you can call it cheating because I was covering my eyes for like parts of it, but I saw that movie by myself. Jesus. That's, that's that's dedication though. (laughs) I do want to mention a little bit, uh, during Last Flight of the Champion, like, like Ritter said, we worked at a movie theater, um, I was selling, I sold a ticket to, uh, one of our regulars, and, like, um, where we come from, like, kind of the elderly crowd, because they're retired, spend a lot of time watching movies and coming over, and we get to know them, and it's very nice, um, that we build this kind of repertoire. One of those guys, one of our movie theater regulars came in, and because they watch everything, uh, because they're bored, or they just like being here... He bought a ticket to Last Flight of the Champion, and I made sure to kind of remind him, hey, if you don't like this movie, feel free to get a refund at our front desk, or if you want to switch yeah. it out, just go to our front desk. Like, I, I really hammered that hat. And was he one of the guys that's like, oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and like, it. they always are. It's like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. And I gave him his ticket, and I just hope that he's okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, what are yours? Again, no. <laughs> um, let's see. So my list, so first one up, I gotta admit, is fairly recent. Cats. Star Wars six seven. Cats. <laughs> Cats. Oh. Cats okay. the musical. First of all, I'm a sucker for musicals. Like I love all musicals. Like. Nah, yeah, I love musicals one, too, and I'm upset I, I couldn't could watch respect Cats. For the dumpster fire it was of a movie, and I had such a great <laughs> time watching it because of that fact alone. Now, did you watch it? Pre-patch or post-patch? Yeah, it's like think, Incredibles 2 in that it got a, a, pa- a patch one week after. <laughs> I think I ended up seeing it post-patch. Oh, okay. Okay, you didn't Sadly. you weren't opening day. I wish I, I, see... wish I saw it pre-patched, but uh-huh. it was like the same day and like I couldn't see it and I wasn't willing to pay for that movie, so. Yeah, that's fair. Now, uh, that, that's a good one. <laughs> like, um, I think I only legitimately enjoyed maybe three scenes total one was a song the other two i mean they're all songs but like there's a tap dancing mm-hmm. scene and then uh, i think the other song was like beautiful ghost or something like that and then uh so the magic it. cat those three i <laughs> the magic enjoyed cat. to some degree but at the same time i saw it with my buddies and mm-hmm. all and they knew all the them, songs by heart because they knew cast no, the all five of them right? were suffering so bad they <laughs> were in such turmoil watching this movie and I was just laughing my butt off just having a ball with their suffering and then just me like just laughing at uh-huh. what a dumpster fire it was because you know I movies I mean I, uh, my next one will actually follow into this which is Birdemic ooh um, oh, ooh classic <laughs> That's that movie ruined me, and it ruined me <laughs> in the fact that I can no longer, I can't be go outside mad and have at pet movies. Birds. Like I can't be mad <laughs> at movies. Like 
I don't hate movies after seeing that because my <laughs> my ability to see what a good movie is has been so skewed because of that movie. I was about to say the bar got set so low that it's hard for any movie to get lower. Or exactly. it got set so high that you're like, not no movie can reach this. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been so interested in someone running their day to day errands as I was as watching this oh movie. My. The opening <laughs> or scene, the terrible audio cuts. The opening <laughs> driving scene, I think, was I think. 10 to 15 minutes. You know what? I think Birdemic, uh, in its, one of its accomplishments, is that it gave a lot of aspiring filmmakers the confidence um, <laughs> to, to make their movies. To make their own movies, because yeah. then they realize, like, oh, I don't need to pay for all of these great assets if I can just get the same three bird gifts uh, looping <laughs> over and over and only use oh. one bird effect bird sound effect for the entire movie. I don't need to pressure myself to like spend all this money on all these assets and special effects. If Birdemic was a thing that happened, um, and, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that was it's, a thing. Yeah. It, oh, man, that movie skewed my, my ability to assess movies so bad. Um, <laughs> Never the same after that. That's why you enlisted. That's why you drinks. <laughs> I mean that that's a good drinking game, I'll tell you what, every time you see the birds. <laughs> they only get better right, and better. They're multicolored too. <laughs> God. So what's your third one? Uh my third one I spent a lot of time thinking about because I was like, man, like those are the two that stand out to me the most. So I really thought about like what a good third one would be. And uh, it was just so hard to decide. So I'm just gonna go with the first one that popped up in my head. Which was uh, Star Wars Episode One? <laughs> Yo, that's such damn. No, I was gonna say. No, that's uh, what's that one? The the soft the soft gay porn one. The uh, oh, Bigfoot D. B. versus Cooper like, versus Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, that oh, movie. Okay, guys, this is not soft core porn. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot versus D. B. Cooper is a very thrilling. A suspenseful movie filled with mystery and sh- shirtless and pantsless dudes in it's their not underwear. Soft porn. It's it's a very good family movie. Watch it with your parents. Where they flex <laughs> and pose in front of a mirror with toy guns. You know what? Your dad will like it. It involves a lot of macho gun posing, as you called it, <laughs> yeah. like in front of the mirror, where people are doing Harry's. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Except you know. They're but gonna... then they go. I'm talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It's very, uh, it's very diverse and um, uh, oh, man. feminist movie, aspect. It's because you know all these movies have women showering. Not a lot of movies would have the balls to do <laughs> scenes with men showering, and this True. has one of the best men showering movie uh, scenes ever in it. Well, listen, it there's no way a solid like five minutes. Five. It might have been yeah. 50% of the movie, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> they single-handedly solved fem- feminism. We we physically cannot talk about this for the rest of the episode. There's way too much to fucking talk about with this movie. Um, Ritter, if you want to move into yours, go for it, man. Yeah, just to, just to kind of blast through the mine, uh, I would say my top three are The Mummy with Brandon Fraser. Okay. Okay. I, I think is that a legitimate bad movie? See, here's the thing. I wasn't uh-huh. sure which ones to pick because the ones I like, I like. Uh-huh. But like the Mummy, I checked. It got low Rotten Tomato scores actually, when it first I, came out. Yeah, I literally just checked uh, if To Do List was well rated. I didn't know if people <laughs> liked it or if I was crazy. It's like no, it's fifty four. It's garbage. I, it's, I like it's a. 
It's, you know how people uh, lift or eat spicy things to get stronger um, mm -hmm. and, like, test themselves? I you, you watch the to-do list in order to get stronger, basically. <laughs> yeah. Harden your heart. <laughs> okay, now this one, I know for a fact, got rated hella low, because everyone rags on it hardcore. The 1997 movie Spawn. Oh, okay. I, now, my childhood brain would have, like, disagreed with you, but then again, yeah. I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, I know this movie's bad. It's yeah. not great. The effects aren't all there. It's not that great. But I watched this probably not in the best way as a kid, but I watched it, and I, for some reason, it stuck with me. Just the idea of Spawn and the uh -huh. way this world was made, it stuck with me, and the Violator... Stuck with me, the little clown demon guy. He stuck with me. I thought the suit was super cool. Uh -huh. And actually, that movie got me to read the Spawn comics. And then you realized he doesn't have a cape. Why doesn't he have a cape? He should have a cape. He does have a cape in the comics. Wait, what am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking of? I think in the video game, Spawn doesn't have a cape. And Probably, it's... but like one of his main things in the comics is he he has a cape, and yeah. the cape yeah. is alive. Yeah, the in, cape uh, has... Like, in Mortal Kombat, like, he has a cape. It, yeah, I mean, Spawn's cape is basically a R-rated version of Doctor Strange's cape, where instead of just knocking someone out, it just kills people. You know, I so. learned recently that Spawn has um, a meter on his powers. Like, he has 99 uh, spirit, 999 spirit energy that he could use for his powers. But then, because, like, comic book writers didn't think that far ahead, they were like, oh shit, okay... So now he's gone through this event, and he now has infinite devil power. Fuck the 999. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. he had this weird had, it thing It was limited where, and stuff like that, and then... Yeah, basically, like, the way they split it up is that, like, he's a hellspawn, so uh -huh. he's powered by, like, ectoplasm. <laughs> I think that's Demon what it is. Demon energy, yeah. I think that's it what it's like called, limited, but it's, like, ectoplasm. Like, it was basically like limited demon power in a sense. Yeah, and every like issue had, they would show what his status is, how much meter he has. Yeah, where it's like nine hundred ninety nine in the first one, but well, like after issues, they start that number kept going down. Because that's because when yeah. his like initial arc was essentially what this movie is based on, he only has a certain amount of the power left, uh -huh. and once he uses it all up, he He's dies dead. and he goes yeah. back to hell, and then that's it. Yeah, but like and Beelzebub gets his soul. Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I don't think it's Beelzebub. I was just—he goes by like a different name. It's super weird, but it's super trash. But I love it. It's uh -huh. fucking fantastic. And that's how mm. uh, Ritter started wearing black and highliner and doing a uh, big emo hair. Oh, uh, yeah. school. you know it. <laughs> me me with the a black gauntlets. hoodie going. <laughs> no one understands me. <laughs> um, okay, and I think my last one. Uh, I don't think it's trash. I actually enjoy this movie, but it's such a B, like a B movie. Starship Troopers. Yeah, that's pretty um okay. uh, cult following. Yeah, yeah I, it's not I it's not like that. a widely popular movie, but it has mm -hmm. its following. And that also is a movie that I watched young that I shouldn't have. Oh, it's and the then, titties. That's yeah, what got you. No, hold yeah. on. So here's what's funny. Like, I remember watching it as a kid. And obviously as a kid, your little your little kid brain just remembers the big fights, the big monsters, the and big the, shooty and the big titties. Yeah. No, <laughs> I forgot about that. And then I remember brief, I think it was Kevin, you and I watched it again. I never saw Starship Troopers. You didn't? No. <laughs> I swear, okay, I just remember I watched it again, like, I think it was, like, a year or two ago, and then I remembered what type, because there was a brief point in the 90s where they were, like, risque, and then there were some movies that were just, like, straight up, like, full titty. 
Yeah. Like they did like and they dropped it like it was nothing. Uh-huh. And it was it was one of those movies where just all of a sudden it's like it's this utopia where they have co ed showers. Yeah. And like no is one it, cares. Isn't this the ultimate like uh the goal of all of uh gender equality? Yeah. <laughs> We're able to take showers with each other. It's it's just funny because like you see these mm-hmm. people like they're supposed to be in boot camp uh-huh. and like they're doing co ed showers and it's like Mike, maybe you can give some uh, clarification on this. Do you think it would go over well if all of a sudden all the guys in boot camp had co-ed showers? Do you guys currently, in boot camp no. even Absolutely have, like, not. It would, it would not end yeah. well at all. Public showers? Yeah. What? Are public I can't showers tell still you thing? how many dudes I had a, I talked to when I was in boot camp that just the thought of a woman like made them go, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that because they're incredible misogynists, or was it because their penis was going to explode out of their pants? Yes. <laughs> because they haven't like, seen women in, like, a year. <laughs> no, t- it's so bad. Like, oh my god. Like, there was a civilian lady that would just happen to be walking on a base. And, oh my like, god. My, uh, my buddies would, like, be staring, and then eventually I looked at where they were looking, and I was like, oh shoot, yeah, there's a woman over there. And then, like... The dr- our uh, drill instructor saw us, and he punished the whole entire uh, a platoon because for ogling this random yeah, lady. Exactly, being construction workers. <laughs> 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 so, right. It's it's so bad, guys. Like, were they making like, comments yeah. at her? Like, were they actually like uh, ogling and making uh, uh, misogynistic uh, gestures? Some a portion of them were like looking because they were trying to figure out what they were looking at. And then, like, another portion was definitely sure ogling. Absolutely ogling. Is that even what a woman looks like? I don't remember anymore. It, it was, and, Mike, I'm guessing so you were able to get through boot camp because you didn't need 3D women? I mean, had, for, for me, like... You had your waifus? For me, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> like, we don't have the time for that story, right? <laughs> what are we going at? An hour? Yeah, Almost right, hour. right yeah. now we're... Yeah. So, we're almost about 15 minutes yeah. over what our original plan was, yeah. but... I thought we were supposed to choose yeah. legitimately bad movies we thought were, like, that hurt us. I, did, I thought, I didn't know we were choosing, like, movies that stuck with that we enjoyed that were considered bad. No, they're terrible movies that... Yeah, no, we... Enjoyed. Yeah, they're, they're terrible movies that we have no, like, reason to like, but we like them anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I did not enjoy Birdemic. I just didn't... Just the thought of it stuck with me, first of all. Hey, I think there's a certain aspect to it that, like, uh, in your heart says that, uh, you know, because, like, it's, since it's sticking with you, in your heart it belongs there. So and I still yeah, can't. It's because I, I of your hate. movies because of it, so, I mean, there's that. Yeah, no, it changed you. <laughs> it... <laughs> No, I can. You you think bad movies, your ally? <laughs> I was molded by them. <laughs> Born in it. I'm not gonna lie. That movie really did affect me in the way how I saw movies. Like I can <laughs> comfortably and uh, I can comfortably say that that is the movie that made me skew my view of movies. Who you are today, <laughs> um, Ritter? What context did you watch uh, Starship Troopers? Was that like at home with your parents, and then uh, you saw Titty, and then your dad was like, "No, no, it was at the theaters," and my dad would cover my eyes at the scary parts, <laughs> and then I watched it at my nana's house, and my my family never believed that my dad covered up my eyes, so they're just like, "Yeah, go ahead and watch Starship Troopers." I watched it, and I had nightmares for a week. <laughs> 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 and enough. then my dad went, ha, 
Now you deal with him. <laughs> now you deal with him. <laughs> now you have the waking nightmares <laughs> of the giant cockroach army. <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically, just to reintroduce us, I'm Ritter. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. And uh, we're Cinema Buns. Uh, we're going to be uh, releasing video, uh, not videos, uh, podcasts weekly. Uh, we might have, we'll have variety in releasing uh We'll do reviews on little-known bad movies. We'll maybe focus on a director's work, or we might just do a brand new movie that we got the chance to watch. We we'll probably vary what our it's not all are. garbage yeah. here. Yeah, except for the podcast. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's only mostly garbage. <laughs> it's prime garbage. You know, we're talking we're talking for the little man. Some of those movies that we were talking about had no marketing. No one saw them, and like I said before, we were the only ones in the theater, and they need a chance to get out there. And isn't by that the, way, the American way? <laughs> by the way, this is sponsored by World of Trucks. Where you can be a truck driver. Shut up! No! I bet you that's a thing! Yeah, I'm so, yeah good job, guys. I'm, I'm so proud I'm of so us I'm so ready getting, for the cease and desist letter. I'm so proud we were get, able to get a sponsorship before episode one aired. <laughs> that's just with our well, connections. Anyways, World of Trucks is the newest... No! We're done! Mobile, okay. Everyone, <laughs> download it with our okay. promo code. No, please stop. Join us next week for another episode of Cinema Buns. Later. All right. See. Ya. <laughs>